Spirit is not the same age as you. Holy Spirit isn't the same age as me. He doesn't have the experiences that we have and is limited. Watch this. The Holy Spirit is not limited to the capacity of what we can handle in our imagination. He is greater, right? Come on. He's smarter. He's wiser. He's stronger. He's more powerful. He operates in an infinite. I'm about to start preaching already. My God. He operates in infinite wisdom, infinite might, and infinite power. So we talked about um, the importance of who the Holy Spirit is, what his role is in our lives, how he talks to us, all these different things. We talked about that last week. And I really felt like the Lord wanted us to continue to talk about Holy Spirit. So tonight we're going to talk about being led by the Holy Spirit. Again, this is episode 19. Uh, make sure if you haven't, make sure you check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, major uh, platforms. We are on there. Check us out, guys. It's all about revival. But look, as you see, I'm excited, so I'm getting right into this. So tonight, we're talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. So let me just repeat myself. Holy Spirit is not limited to your life experiences. Come on. Holy Spirit is not limited to your family rules and mindsets and your religious thought system. Holy Spirit isn't, come on, somebody need to be thanking God right now that Holy Spirit isn't limited to our finite thinking, our finite way of moving around life. And Holy Spirit isn't, isn't held captive Come on, by what we like and don't like. Let me tell you, Holy Spirit does not, <laughs> come on, Holy Spirit does not consult us before he directs us. He directs us and he doesn't ask us our opinion. Come on, somebody. So tonight, I want to talk about being led by the Spirit. And guys, this is, I want to first, first and foremost, let me just debunk this. Being led by the Holy Spirit isn't this mystical thing where you don't got to be mature and you don't have to act like an adult. Now, this is, for kids, that's a different story. But listen, you are not void of maturity in being led by the Holy Spirit. I know I'm just kind of jumping right into it. I, I, I didn't even plan on saying that, but we're just getting it tonight. You are not void of being mature when you're led by the Holy Spirit. This is what I mean by that. I've heard a million people tell me they'll do it. They'll make a stupid decision. Come on, listen to me. They'll make a stupid decision or it will be a spirit led decision and they will go about it in an immature way. And then when they, when somebody questions them or tries to correct them, my bad, try to correct them. They say, well, brother, well, sister, I'm just being led by the Holy Spirit. No, Holy Spirit did not tell you to do that. Now I'm, we're going to talk about the difference between uh, flesh-led and spirit-led. But let me just tell you, there's a big difference between being led by the spirit who operates in wisdom, come on, and being led by your emotions, your, your own wisdom, and your thought system, and believing that you are being led by the Holy Spirit. There's a big difference between being led by the spirit and being led by your emotions. And tonight we're going to talk about a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about being led by the spirit, what that looks like. So first and foremost, I want to get right into this verse because it's one of my favorites. When it talks about being led by the Holy Spirit, this is what it does. Romans 8, 14, for those who are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This is one of my favorite things to say when it comes to talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. Being led by the Holy Spirit isn't um, this mystical thing. Being led by the Holy Spirit isn't this thing that some elite people in ministry get to do that being led by the spirit isn't this thing where if you work hard enough for for uh, a few years in your walk with god maybe you'll eventually get it and you can start saying you're spirit led no wrong nana listen holy spirit leads the children of god those who are led by the spirit of god are the sons of god so listen 
Being led by him is a fruit of being a son of God. Here's the problem. The scripture tells us, Romans 8, 14. The scripture tells us those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. But here's the problem. We've got to look at our lives and we've got to say, are we actually led by the spirit of God? Are we led by the Holy Spirit's prompting, the Holy Spirit's ruling, the Holy Spirit's leadership, the Holy Spirit's wisdom, and the Holy Spirit's direction? We've got to truly ask ourselves that because here's my question. When is the last thing that you did in your life that the Holy Spirit told you and you had to operate in faith? You had to step out in faith. You had to step out. And even if you didn't want to do it, you didn't feel like it. You didn't, you didn't feel like talking to that person. You didn't want to move there. You didn't feel like forgiving. You didn't feel like doing whatever. But you said, I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit more than I trust myself. When is the last time you've allowed yourself? My lights are acting like funky today, y'all. When's the last time you've allowed the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you? My bad while I adjust this, y'all. When's the last time you've allowed him to lead you and guide you and do something out of your comfort zone because he said it and you didn't? Leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life is a sign that you are a son of God. Here is the problem. We have people that are led by a lot of things in life that aren't the Holy Spirit. We've got a lot of Christians being led by a lot of things. They're being led by their employer. Come on, somebody. You're worshiping your job. You're worshiping your boss. If you're, watch this. If your boss wants you to relocate, you'll relocate, but you won't go more than five minutes away to go to a church. Come on, somebody. If your boss wants you to stay overtime, you'll stay overtime. If your boss needs to move around and shift some hours, or you're the first one to sign up, you'll volunteer, you'll do whatever. You're led by your boss more than you're led by the Spirit of God. You're led by your employer. Let me just remind somebody real quick. Your employer did not save you. Your employer did not raise up from the grave. Your employer does not have all authority on, in heaven and on earth. So why is it that we're being led by men? Watch this. Ooh. Why is it that we are allowing ourselves to be led by men and women who do not serve the God we serve and we claim that that God is higher than them? Come on. We claim that we claim that God is higher, greater, more powerful than anybody in the face of the earth. Yet and still, we will follow 50 voices of men before we follow the one voice of God. My God, somebody help me in here. And this is what I want you guys to realize is that it is a fruit. Being led, being led by the spirit is not mystical. Being led by the spirit is not um, is not super mature in the spirit it's not watch this being led by the spirit is not vip access for certain christians being led by the spirit is a gift watch this it is a gift from god he is a gift holy spirit is the gift from god to us of himself in the earth and therefore those who are children of god are naturally watch this naturally led by the Holy Spirit. What that means is this. If you are not being actively led by the Holy Spirit in your life, then you are in active rebellion against his leadership. Why? Because if he is actually leading us, if he is actually by default giving us this power to hear his value and power, giving us the ability to hear him, love him, search him out and follow him. And if it's a fruit, then we have to actively go against that. Come on, somebody. We have to actively go against it. People are led by everything but 
Holy Spirit these days. They're led by their employer. Come on. They're led by their children, their children's schedules. Y'all will take your kids for, to, to 13 soccer tournaments and can't make it to church and then wonder why your kid don't love the Lord or want nothing to do with church. Wonder why your kid want to sneak out of youth group and go make out with that girl. Come on, somebody. Wonder, wonder why your kids want to sneak out of youth group and go smoke some trees. Man, I'm getting real tonight. Maybe it's because you've prioritized being led by a schedule of the soccer team and not by the Holy Spirit, led by our checkbooks. Come on, somebody led by cash app. Some of y'all need to delete cash app. Come on, somebody, because you're trying to you trying to add. Woo. We got more people that will evangelize for Cash App than they will for Christ. You got people that will get on Cash App. They'll send it to 30 people saying, yo, come on, just, you know, get you a little account right quick. You ain't even got to use it. But guess what? If you add Cash App, you get $5 and I get $5. And we will evangelize Cash App more than we will evangelize Christ. And God is saying, listen, you can have $5 here and there or you can have an eternity spent with a God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Come on, somebody. With the God who owns all riches and wonder and glory and power and all and might. There's a big difference. Come on, somebody. There's a big difference. And the Lord is looking for a people that won't be led by their cash apps, that won't be led by their checkbooks, that won't be led by the new trends. Don't even let me get started on horoscopes and zodiac signs. Y'all oh, will fill out 30. Oh, my God. People will fill out 30 um, surveys. Based off of their zodiac sign, and well, I'm a Gemini, so that's just how I am. I've literally had Christians tell me, that, oh, yeah, you know, my birthday's in June. They're like, oh, you a Gemini, you one of them. And I tell them, no, I ain't. Come on, somebody. I'll tell them, no, I ain't. What you mean? I, I'm not, listen, my personality is not based off of when I was born. My personality is based off of, oh, come on, the characteristics of my father. I don't want to look like everybody else that was born between June 7th and 28th or something. I want to look like my father in heaven. I want to look like Jesus. I need y'all help. Come on, somebody. I want to look like Jesus, and I would rather be led by him. I'd rather be led by the spirit of God than the systems and functions and thought concepts of men. We have, oh, and listen, this is not just a, a random shot in the dark here uh, of just accidentally being led astray by everything. This is not one of those things where I'm saying, oh, you know, if you just kind of think about it, maybe it'll happen. And, you know, it's just every now and then. No, I'm talking about we have literally, come on, God, I'm about to be real with y'all tonight. We have set up a system in church that trains people I'm being dead serious. We have trained people to be led by everything but the Holy Spirit. We have trained people to be led by everything and everyone but the Holy Spirit. Come on. Be led by our small groups. Oh, I'm about to talk to y'all. This Bible. Come on, somebody. Nowhere in this Bible does it say that you should be led into worship by a worship leader. That is one of the most unbiblical things you can come up with. Oh, well, the worship team, they're going to lead us into worship. Wait, I don't need you to lead me into the worship. I need, I know how to work. I know how to spend time with the Lord. I know how to worship him. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying we shouldn't have worship leaders. This is what I tell people. Praise God. You can have the title, all that, whatever. There are worshipers. Their job is not to lead you into worship. There is no biblical precedence for worship leaders leading you into worship. What they do is, this is my definition of worship leaders, pastors, those who sing on stage and all this stuff in service. Their job 
I call them worshipers. Their job is to worship and in their worship, they are creating a space for you to minister to the Lord and minister with them to the Lord. You come together. There we go. We come together as the church, as the body, and we minister to God. But I don't need anybody to lead me to him because why? I know how to be led by him, so I don't need to be led to him. Let me say that again. I know how to be led by the Holy Spirit, so I don't need somebody else to lead me to the Holy Spirit. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So if that is the case, watch this. That means that you shouldn't need anybody else to lead you to a person that you already know. Come on. You shouldn't need anybody to lead you to a person that you say that you already know. I need some help in here. Come on, somebody. So when it comes to worship leaders, all this stuff, small group leaders, discipleship leaders. Yes, we have leadership in the church. We need the elders. We need the pastors. We need the fivefold ministry. But this is the point I'm saying. They, may, they can lead you into revelation. They can lead you and disciple you, but there is no way that they can lead you to the Holy Spirit as a Christian because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says, and the Spirit dwells within you. Come on. The Spirit dwells within you. And what happens is we have trained people how to be led by, oh, we have trained people how to be led by leaders and not be led by the Lord. Marcus, how could you say something so audacious? You got some nerve. I'll tell you why. Because how many people strayed away from the faith when COVID hit? You can look at actual statistics that say that because at once COVID hit, that so many people stopped going to church, stopped watching the live streams, stopped participating in anything that they were a part of before. Why? Because when they couldn't get to church... Come on, because when they couldn't get to the building, their faith crumbled because it was never being led by the spirit. It was being led by a, a building on a random street. We need to stop training people. Come on, somebody. We need to stop training people to be led by leaders and we need to train people to be led by the Holy Spirit. And the training is really simple. You learn, you learn how to get with them. We're going to talk about that. Let, hear me. When we when we create a system where people are led by leaders and they're not led by the Lord, we are creating cows for slaughter and not sheep for the shepherd. When we allow our systems and our rules and mandates to let us trust in and be led by leaders and people and not the Holy Spirit, we are creating cows for slaughter and not sheep for the shepherd. My job is not to follow every trend. My job is not to follow every word that somebody's got to say. My job is to follow the Holy Spirit. If it ain't spirit led, I don't want nothing to do with it. And listen, this is not just a New Testament thing. Well, brother, that's where it talks about being led by the spirit. Amen. But hear me out. The voice of God. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the voice of God. Holy Spirit is the voice of God here in the earth. And in the book of Numbers, come on, you look through your Old Testament, you look through the, uh, the Pentateuch, you look through the first five books and you watch how the Lord led people, how he, he, he set up a precedence for what it let, uh, looked like to be led by the Spirit in the New Testament. 
The Old Testament set up a precedence on what it looked like to be led by God. So watch this. When you had personal access to him, you wouldn't have to deviate to old religious systems. Numbers chapter 9. It talks about how the cloud. Come on, somebody. It talked about how the cloud. My God. Let me pull this up. Numbers chapter 9. Let me start at verse 16. It says this, so it was always the cloud covered the tabernacle by day and the appearance of fire by night. And whenever the cloud was lifted from above, they would journey. And wherever the cloud settled, then the children would pitch their tents. Now, I want you to understand this. During, we know this stuff. During the daytime, they were led by the cloud. During the nighttime, they were led by the fire. Praise the Lord. Watch this. Because this is where we need to get back to in the body. This is where we need to get back to in the church. Verse 22 says this, whenever, whether it was two days, a month or a year that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would remain in camp and not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey at the command of the Lord. They remain in camp at the command of the Lord. They journey. Oh, my God. What is it saying? They didn't pick and choose where they went. They didn't pick and choose where they went. They didn't pick and choose what they got to, where they wanted to go, where they, what time they wanted to leave. They didn't pop in the GPS and put avoid tolls. Oh my God. They didn't pop in the GPS and say avoid tolls. Okay, it'll take us 13 days to get here, 11 days here, three days here. No, they said, I'm watching the cloud. Come on. Old Testament, I'm watching the cloud. And here's the problem. We've got a lot of people who the major decisions in their life, the major direction in their life is based off of the, oh, what? we've got too many people who are being led by the economy instead of being led by eternity. We've got a lot of people with the economy in mind and not eternity in mind. I'm seeing it happen in the States. I live in Florida and it's starting to get crazy out here. P people are already moving to Florida anyway, but since COVID hit, so many people are swarming to Florida. Why? Because of the economy, because Florida's more open, because you can do more things, you can spend more money, all this stuff. So people are they're swarming down to Florida. And I'm thinking, man, what if we, what if we followed the Holy Spirit like that, y'all? Come on, like when it talks about when we talk about being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, this is what I mean. I mean, like people that are willing to go where he goes, say what he says, do what he does and not listen, not question him, offer your opinions or think you've got a better way in mind. You ain't as smart as him. You smart. You got the bachelor degree. You got the master's degree. You better than me. I started master's. I didn't even finish. But you ain't smarter than the Holy Spirit. You're just not. You're smart. You're, you, you great. He loves you, but you ain't smarter than him. And these people were so willing. Listen, they, there was a lot of issues they had. <laughs> the children of Israel, there was a lot of problems they had. They had a lot of issues. They had a lot of anger management they needed to deal with. Sometimes they weren't very obedient. Some, they, listen, they was worshiping idols sometimes. But the one thing that they did, oh my God, I feel this, y'all. The one thing that they knew how to do correct is they knew how to follow the cloud. And some of y'all are too busy following the crowd that you can't follow the cloud. Some of you, ooh, 
Some of you are too busy following followers and you can't be follow. You can't follow the fire. You can't follow the fire of God because you're busy following followers. You're too busy wondering what people think about you. You're too busy wondering what that person says, what this person thinks and what this person has to say behind your back. And you know, they talk behind everybody back anyway. Why are you worried about what people say? Because there is one statement that I'm looking forward to hearing and it has nothing to do with anybody on the earth. It is well done. Mm. <coughs> my good and faithful servant. Come on, somebody. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't want to be led by people. I want to be led by the presence of God. I want to be led by the voice of the Holy Spirit. And maybe we're not seeing him in our life because we've ignored him too many times. Come on. Watch this. John 16, 13. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. Holy Spirit. When Holy Spirit leads you, when the spirit of truth comes, this is Jesus talking. He will lead you and he will guide you into all truth. He watch this. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears. I hope somebody is catching this tonight. He will only speak what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. This is the thing. Holy Spirit cannot lead you anywhere but the truth. Holy Spirit cannot lead you anywhere that, oh, Holy Spirit can't lead you anywhere that God's not. Holy Spirit can't lead you anywhere that he wants to that is opposed to the, th the thoughts of God. Why? Because they're one. Their thoughts are the same. Their will is the same. So if the Holy Spirit is leading you somewhere, leading you to something or someone, you have to realize this is truth. It is real. It is biblical. Oh, and it's beneficial whether or not you personally agree with it. Come on, somebody. My gosh, my technology is acting weird tonight, y'all. Come on. This is what it looks like to be led by the spirit of God It's to be led in the truth and understand that his truth is stronger than any truth of the world, any lie of the enemy, any twisted words and perversion of the enemy. This is an, this is an applicable thing in our life. Watch this. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. I'm considering Florida, my prayer to God is to lead me where he can use me. Come on, somebody. Yes, Florida's amazing. <laughs> Listen, I'm not telling people don't move to Florida. If God tells you to move to Florida, come join us. God's about to spark revival out here. People led by the Spirit. I'm not going to stay too long tonight. I say that and then I always go at least twice as long as I attended. Jesus, watch this, y'all. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. Marcus, where do you see that at? Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4. It says that he was filled with the Holy Spirit when he was baptized. Come on. One of my favorite scenes in the Bible. Jesus, he, he baptizing. He's baptized by John, the Holy Spirit. Oh, he descends like a dove. And God says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Before Jesus did any signs, wonders, or miracles, the father was pleased with them. That's a sign. Nugget, let the Lord uh, let the Lord speak to you about that. But after his baptism, he was led by the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody said, "I'm coming." Florida's epicenter for revival in Jesus' name. Come on, you better come down to Florida. If the Lord's telling you to come down to Florida, you better get down here. It's amazing. 
Listen, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and it says he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. So for all you that say, oh, I'm in a wilderness season right now. God must have left me to stop. Don't think God left you. Don't blame it on the enemy. Give credit to the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody, because God will lead you into wilderness seasons. He will lead you into the valley. He will lead you onto the mountaintop. He will lead you through the bad, through the good, everything in between. He leads you. If he led Jesus, he will lead you. Come on, somebody. Acts chapter 13. Saul and Barnabas, it says they were worshiping the Lord and fasting and the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them to. So after they prayed and fasted, they went out, they got hands laid on them and they went out. The Holy Spirit led the prophets and the teachers. Come on. He literally spoke to them and led them to lay hands and commission Paul and Barnabas for their ministry and for what the Lord had them to do. Watch this. Acts chapter 16. Leading is not just saying yes, it's saying no. Some of y'all need to catch this. Leading the leadership of the Holy Spirit is not always a yes. Very often it can be a no. At Acts chapter 16, verse, uh, around verse 5, it talks about that they were traveling through uh, Pergia and, and the region of Galatia. And the Holy Spirit forbade them to go and preach in Asia. Come on. He forbade them. And then afterwards, they went to Messiah and they tried to go into this other funny name. Come on, somebody. But the spirit did not permit them. We've got to recognize. We've got to recognize the leadership of the Holy Spirit. That's so oh, come on. I feel this. It's not always a yes. Sometimes it's a no. Leadership will tell you yes. Leadership will tell you no. Leadership will tell you whatever is beneficial to you and to the glorification of the leader. Holy Spirit is only going to tell you something that benefits you because it glorifies him. Watch this. But if it doesn't glorify him, it can't benefit you. This is why the leadership of the Holy Spirit is more important than our opinion. Because what did Jesus say? Come on. What did Jesus say? He said, my food is to do the will of the father who sent me. John chapter four, after he preaches to the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, he said, my will, my food is to do the will of the father. He was led by the spirit. Mm. He was led by the spirit. Why? Because he was fed by the spirit. If you want to be spirit led, you've got to be spirit fed. Marcus, what in the world does that mean? It means that when you feed, come on, somebody. My God, I feel this. When you feed on obedience, when your will, when your food is to do his will, you will always remain full. Oh my gosh, come on. When you, when your will, when your food is to do the will of the father, when your food is obedience, you'll never lack for a meal and you'll never lack from being full. Let me tell you, leadership of the spirit is a prime steak dinner. If you don't like steak, then it's whatever you like. Come on. It's whatever you like. The Holy Spirit will lead you with yeses and noes. He'll lead you with yeses and noes. This is why it's important to listen to what he has to say. Get in the secret place. Get in the prayer. Get in. Come on. Get into alignment with the will of the Father 
on earth as it is in heaven. Oof. You can either be in, you can either submit yourself to the will of the Holy Spirit or you can live in disobedience. Come on. You can either live in submission to the leadership of the Holy Spirit or you can live in disobedience. There's no in between. You're either following or you're disobeying. This is not like a, this is not a shot. This is not like trying to call nobody out. This is saying we have to look at our lives and say, are we allowing mm, the Holy Spirit to lead us? I want to talk real quick. I want to talk about this. Acts 532, because this leadership thing is important. This obedience thing is important. And we are all witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to, has given to those who obey him. So in order to receive the Holy Spirit, you've got to be willing to obey him. In order to receive the Spirit, you've got to be willing to obey God. So in order to be led by the Spirit, you've got to be willing to obey him. And I've realized this, that God will lead you in different directions. Holy Spirit will lead you in different directions. He will lead you to people. He'll lead you to places. He'll lead you to actions. He'll lead you to prayer. Come on. He'll lead you to people. Can I say that again? He'll lead you to people. The Macedonian call. When Paul had the dream and vision of a man calling him to Macedonia, it was the Holy Spirit prompting the dream so that he would respond in obedience. When uh, Peter, come on. Peter had a vision that led him to Cornelius. Holy Spirit will lead you to people. Come on. We can all put this in practical aspects. How many of you can say that God has led you to somebody to talk to them, led you to somebody to pray for them, led you to somebody to bless them, led you to somebody to be a benefit to them? If we have our, come on, our antenna up, if we have our ears open, if we have our spirit aligned to hear what he's saying in any given moment, then we can take these opportunities to be obedient and be a blessing. Your obedience is a, ooh, come on. Your obedience is a blessing for you and the person on the other side. This is why it's so important. I can't tell you how many people I've walked up to and I've just prayed for them. I said, man, I don't know why, man, but God just told me to tell you this. And they started breaking down, crying. I know Sergio know what I'm talking about. You know, like, um, oh, you walk up to man, I just really felt like, you know, the Lord wanted to tell you. It could be something simple, y'all. And this is why you can't be, listen, stop trying to do too much. I know I'm kind of cutting off track, but I'm going to get back to what I'm saying. Stop trying to do too much. Stop trying to pretty up your, pro oh, stop trying to pretty up your prophecy. Stop trying to bedazzle the word of the Lord. Stop trying to bedazzle the word of the Lord, y'all. Stop trying to make it sound all sweet and cute and like you got this cherry on top and make it more than what it is. Just deliver the word that God said to you because that's what they need. They don't need you to frill and puff it up. Sometimes you just got to say, listen, man, I don't know why, but I just really feel like the Lord's telling me to remind you that his promises are yes and amen. And the promise he, he gave to you, he's going to keep it because it's for it's for his glory, not yours. And you will be surprised. Listen, I've tried it before, y'all. My camera's acting so funky today. I've done it before. I've made the mistake. Come, can, listen, I ain't got prophetic pride, y'all. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about myself. I have had plenty of times where... I thought that I was I, like, God gave me a little bit of something and I was following him. And then I started to add my own thing onto it. And I could feel, I could feel the shift where they were receiving. Come on. Yes. Yes. To, I mean, oh, okay. Amen. I don't, 
You you had it going for me. Like you could feel the shift. You could feel the the, the the shift when you went from prophesying the word of the Lord to just trying to make it sound cute. So listen, there are times where God will give me long, crazy, super specific words of knowledge and wisdom and prophetic words. And there's times where he'll just give me something super simple. My job is not to listen. My job is not to put it in a pretty little gift bag. My job is to deliver it the way he handed it to me. God will lead you to people and you need to be ready to say what he's saying. Watch this. You need to be willing. You need to be ready to say what he's saying, even if you need to be willing to say what he's saying. Golly. Even if you don't know everything he wants to say until you start. Oftentimes when the Lord gives me a word for somebody or if he wants me to pray for somebody or he wants me to whatever. I don't know everything. He'll give me just a, he'll give me a couple of words. He'll give me a sentence or he'll literally give me a word. Sometimes the Lord will just tell me I want, I, uh, you know, uh, I'll give you an example. Yeah, last night I was thinking about somebody. The Lord brought somebody to my attention in prayer. And watch this, y'all. The Lord brought somebody to my attention in prayer and I felt the word. I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. I felt it. This is prophetic. I felt a bubbling up of the word abundance in me. It's like it was bubbling up in my spirit and it blew up in my mind as abundance. And I began to see it about this person. And so I didn't have a big word for them, but I started texting them and I said, yo, man, I was praying for you and I felt the, I felt a stirring. I felt a bubbling up of the word abundance. And after I texted that, it just started flowing. I sent them a, whatever, like a half paragraph. And then they wrote me back like, yo, that is powerful. I literally, somebody literally just told me this as well earlier today. Man, God is awesome. The confirmation. This is the point I'm trying to say is that when you are led by the Holy Spirit, you're not going to know the end result from the beginning. You're not the alpha and the omega. Come on, let me say that again. You're not the alpha and the omega. So you're not going to know the end from the beginning. God, ooh, God doesn't need faith. We do. Holy Spirit doesn't need faith. We do. If God gives you a word and you don't know the rest of the sentence, say the word. Let's, all I got is this. I, I heard the Lord say this. Boom. And if he don't give you nothing else, then you're done. Do your thing. You're good. You were obedient. But if he gives you more, it'll start to flow and you just ride the, what? listen, you ride the wave. I don't know why I'm getting into prophetic words and stuff right now, but I feel this. I look at prophetic words as riding the wave, riding the wave of what the Lord is saying. The Lord to give me a word is like me jumping on it. <laughs> this is so weird. It's like me jumping on a surfboard and he controls where I go in the wave and I feel it and I'm led by it. He begins to bubble things up in me. One of the one of the primary words for prophecy um, in the Bible is a Greek word, a Hebrew word. That means a bubbling up. I don't have the actual word in front of me now because I wasn't planning on going this direction. But it's a bubbling up. So it bubbles up in your spirit. So if you feel that bubbling up being led by the spirit, I'm talking about praying for people, talking to people, helping people with something, whatever it is, you ride the wave. What does that mean, Marcus? It means that you flow with the Holy Spirit until he's done. If he gives you one word, praise the Lord, you jumped over one wave, you're good. But he may open that thing up and you just start flowing. And you're not even sure where the words are coming from. It's like it's just kind of flowing and spilling out of you. But why? It's because it's the Holy Spirit, not you. He's not, listen, he's not possessing your mouth. He's not taking control of you. But what it is, is you're yielding yourself. I look at it like this. You're riding the waves, right? You're laying down and you're floating and you're letting the Lord carry you. You're letting Holy Spirit carry you wherever he wants to carry you. 
And when he lands you on the shore, that's when you stop the talking. And we can get ourselves in trouble. Listen, a lot of us get ourselves in trouble because what happens is, my God, what happens is God will give us a word. I already said this before. Listen, we don't need to pretty up the prophetic word and we don't need to bedazzle the word of the Lord. Stop trying to put little glitter. Ooh, stop trying to put glitter on God. Stop trying to put glitter on the word of the Lord. Say what God told you to say. Uh, God, I really don't know. We've, yo, we've taken a right turn here, guys. This is, I did not plan on uh, parking here this long. But when, when it comes to the prophetic word, evangelism, teaching, whatever, whatever the Holy Spirit's leading you to do in a moment, ride the way. Number one, don't try to pretty it up. Say what God told you to say and then keep it moving. I'm going to say something else about that. I'll come back to it. Say what God told you to say and keep it moving. So when the wave is done, when you land on the shore, how do you know you land on the shore? Because you don't feel, nothing's bubbling up. You don't feel like in your spirit, you need to say anything else. This is where, come on, I need somebody, I need some prophetic people in the room to help me tonight. This is where Christians get themselves in trouble. They want to be super spiritual. God will tell them to say a couple of things. Watch this. You'll say the couple of things. They start crying and tearing up a little bit and you get prophetic pride. Oh my God. You get prophetic pride and now you need them. You saw one teardrop and you, it, oh my God. You saw one teardrop and it fed your ego and you're not going to stop prophesying until they fall out or they start bawling or they start getting the shakes and the quakes and the breaks. And what happens is you go from, oh, you're riding the wave. The Lord is done. He wants you to go have a seat. He wants you to go pray for somebody else. He wants you to whatever it is. And you, you ain't done yet. So what happens is you go from prophesying to prophesying in half a second. And you don't even notice it because you're too busy feeding your ego. My God. All that said, ride the wave, y'all. Ride the that's what that's just a, a practical way that I when I'm when I'm flowing with the Holy Spirit, whether again, whether it's preaching, whether it's praying for people, whether it's evangelizing, whether it's whatever. When you're spirit led, you've got to learn when to jump on the surfboard and when to jump off. You've got to know when to jump on the bus and when the bus has stopped. Stop trying to drive places the Holy Spirit ain't telling you to go to. Come on. Cause you get yourself lost. You get yourself. This is what happens. You know what? You know what happens with people when they try to get led, when they're being led by the Holy spirit and they want to do things their way. It's like when you turn the GPS on and the GPS tells you to go one way, but you think, you know, a better route. Oh, I've been here before. I know this town. I'm always here. So you take the bet. You think you're taking a better route and you end up being 30 minutes late. Why? Because the GPS knew what it was talking about, but you thought that you were smarter than the GPS. Now, obviously this is a loose example because listen, I know my hood. I know how to get around it. I don't need the GPS, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Stop, stop turning the GPS on and then not following the instructions. Stop turning the GPS on and not following the instructions. Stop asking Holy Spirit, lead me. Some of y'all was singing ocean. Oh. God, I'm having too much. I'm having way too much fun tonight. Some of y'all was singing oceans, living in disobedience. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. He would lead you there. You said, nah, I'm good. 
But I, I don't I don't understand how to do that, God. That don't make no sense, Lord. How am I going to pay for that, God? That just don't seem wise, Lord. That's not using wisdom. But yeah, but I thought you said lead me. I thought you I thought you wanted me to lead you. Holy Spirit's like, I thought you wanted me to lead you, and now I'm leading you, and you got something to say about it. And now I'm leading you, and you got your own opinion. And now I'm leading you, and you want to try to negotiate. I'm not, listen, Holy Spirit's not with the negotiations, guys. Straight up. Holy Spirit is not with the negotiations. He don't do it. Holy Spirit, listen, ooh. Holy Spirit's not sliding a piece of paper across the desk to negotiate your salary. Holy Spirit's not sliding a piece of paper across the desk to negotiate your pay scale. He says, I set the rules. I drive the car, jump in it. Come on, somebody, and let me drive. Stop turning the GPS on to ignore the instructions. My God. I'm going to give you a perfect example of this right now. I feel I feel like the sh I feel like I've, the shore has arrived. I have landed on the shore of God talking about the prophetic word and I'm done talking about that, y'all. That was really fun though. I, I'm going to have to do that uh we got to talk about that more specifically. And we're definitely going to talk about the prophetic word and in the, in, in the prophetic and blah blah blah. We're going to talk about all that in the future. But that's all he wanted to say. So anyway, um oh yeah, I do feel like I need to share this. I need to share this. I know I know you guys heard me. You heard me say you don't have to pretty the prophetic and you don't have to throw glitter on God and you don't have to bedazzle the word of God. And I stand by that 100%. But you've got to understand God prophesies through you. What does that mean? He's using you. He's using your words, your vocabulary, your upbringing to, to, to speak the prophetic word, to evangelize, whatever. So you're not going to sound like T.D. Jakes. You may not sound like um, I don't, whoever your favorite preacher is, you're not going to always sound like them. You're probably not going to sound like them at all. You don't have to try to sound like other people and you don't have to sound, you ain't got to say the biggest, longest words and you ain't got to speak in King James. I, I will literally like when I'm, here's another example, guys. When, when God is releasing a prophetic word through me, I'll be sounding just like, I, be, I sound like myself, y'all. Like, I don't say, I don't say no weird words. I'll, I'll just tell you straight up, like, man, I feel like the Lord is this, this, and this, boom. And I will literally have people, while the Lord is ministering to them, while they're crying, while they're whatever, manifesting, whatever it is, start to laugh at the illustration that I use. I'm being dead serious, y'all. And I used to get offended. I was like, yo, why, don't be laughing at the man of God now. Come on. Hey, don't be laughing at the man of God. And then I realized, wait, that was funny. Like, why? I said that. And it was accurate and it ministered to them, but it was still funny. So what I'm saying is this, like for me personally, a lot of times God will show me something when I'm evangelizing, prophesying, praying. And when that happens, I'll say something that's kind of sounds kind of silly. Um, whatever the, the vision I get or whatever I feel bubbling up with me, I'll just say it. And I'll be like, listen, I know this is going to sound funny, but boom, boom. And sometimes I'll even laugh while I'm saying it. And the person will laugh too. And the, listen, God didn't leave. Holy Spirit didn't jump off the bus. And Holy Spirit's not about to pull me to the side and say, hey, let me talk to you about that little joke you made. This is what I'm saying. Holy Spirit uses you to prophesy. He's you, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the, woo, I feel this. You are the tool of the Holy Spirit. You are the tool of the Holy Spirit. So he uses you how he sees fit. I don't listen. Talk to me. 
I don't use a hammer to do things that a screwdriver does. I barely use either of them because I'm not that great of a handyman, but I'm getting better. Come on, somebody. I'm little, I'm legit getting better. I've had to build a lot of stuff this year. Um, but the point is, I know the difference between a hammer and a screwdriver. God is not calling. Oh, I feel this. God is not calling the hammers to act like the screwdrivers. Oh, God may be calling you to break some things and you're trying to twist some. Ooh. God may be calling you as a breaker and you're trying to be like a screwdriver. You're trying to turn things and, and, and try to line things up and try to fit things in. And that's not what God's called you to do. So what happens when you use the wrong tool? You end up hurting yourself. You end up breaking something. Come on, somebody. And what happens is when you try to be something you're not, you hurt yourself because it won't work. You hurt the person God's called you to minister to because you didn't do what God told you to do. So it didn't resonate with them. Come on. Or you end up breaking something. You break, you break your, uh, you break your faith. You break their faith. Now you'll never prophesy again. Now you'll never pray for somebody again. Now they'll never receive a prayer again. Whatever. Not because you made a mistake. Hear me. There's grace for when you miss it. There's grace for when you make a mistake. You say the wrong thing and you're practicing the presence. You're practicing the prophetic. You're practicing praying for people. You're practicing all these different things. There's grace for that. I'm talking about when you blatantly try to do your own thing. Stop trying to hammer with a screwdriver and stop trying to screwdrive with a hammer. Did I really just say stop trying to screwdrive? I told you I'm not very handy, but I'm working on it. I built a lot of stuff this year. Praise the Lord. All that to be said, let the Lord use you for who you are. Let the Lord use it for who you are. I'll give you one last example. I feel this guy. I'm going to say, hey, look, I thought the wave was done. We're back on the wave. Watch this. I'll give you another example. Oftentimes, if you guys have heard me preach, um, if you guys have heard me preach live or on camera before, you guys know I'm a pretty loud guy. I typically... You know, I try to be calm and gentle. It personally don't work for me. It's just not my style. I get just kind of like verbally aggressive. <laughs> I get excited when I preach, God. I get loud. I start sweating. Come on. Or you break your faith and create a whole new theology. Ooh, that's, you know, we got way too many people doing that. My brother said that angel, my, my dear brother said, or you break your faith and create a whole new theology. That's a word right there. That's a word. My God. I don't even remember what I was saying because of you, bro. I don't even remember what I was saying. Jesus. Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, even now, even now, Holy Spirit, just begin to lead us into what to do, into places and the people Jesus. That's what I was saying. I'm loud. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, here we go. I'm allowed. I'm, 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 I preach loud, y'all. So when I'm preaching, I preach loud. I, I get loud. I, I shout. I sweat. All that fun stuff. But a lot of times, this is, uh, this is me talking about me personally, like when I'm praying for people, prophesying for people, whatever. I know how to be myself. So because I preach loud and I'm sweaty and I'm just, I'm that, you know, I, I'm that type of person. I used to think that I need to pray for people like that. And it just it just didn't feel right. But I kept doing it because I said, well, that's how I preach. So I got to keep the flow going, y'all. I got to keep yelling. 
And for me, I realized it's not what God was doing. So for me personally, I preach and pray way different when I'm praying for people, you know, whether I'm preaching that day or not, typically I'm very just low key. Um, you know, I'm more talking to you and then I'll pray. And sometimes depending on what the Lord is doing in that moment, I may need to step into some like authority, um, you know, voice wise. But most of the time, y'all, when I'm praying for people, I'll just talk to them like this. Listen, man, I really feel the Lord saying this, this, and this. And again, I may end up saying something that's kind of funny. And then God breaks things. And listen, I've seen demons manifest. I've seen people break down. I've seen people get delivered. I've seen people get set free. I've seen the, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit over people. Listen, woo. I've seen, I'm being real with you guys. I've seen the spirit of God move more than when I'm, when I'm quietly praying for people than when I'm yelling from a microphone. Sometimes I've seen it both ways. I've seen it where people start, you know, the spirit starts manifesting. He starts moving while I'm preaching loud and I've seen them. Listen, I've, I've been in rooms, guys, I'm so serious. I've been in rooms where it's dead quiet during the message and I'm preaching my heart out. But when I get off that stage and I start praying for people low, the power of God starts to move, not because of me, because of him. So I say all that to say this, I pray and preach different. A lot of times, sometimes it's the same. A lot of times it's different. This is the point I'm trying to make guys be yourself and follow the wave, ride the wave till it's done. Come on somebody. So listen, the Holy spirit, he'll lead you to people. We talked, my camera guys is acting so funny tonight. He'll lead you to people. Holy spirit will lead you to people, right? So we know we talked about that. He'll lead you to places. Jesus in the wilderness. He'll lead you into actions, right? He'll lead you into actions excuse, and what to say. Um, What is it? Luke chapter. Uh, Let me see if I have it here. I think it's Luke chapter 12. Maybe y'all don't quote me. Oh, there it is. Luke chapter 12. It says when you're brought before the synagogues, rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say for at the time or at that time, the Holy Spirit will teach you what you should say. So when it comes to praying, preaching, evangelizing, whatever it is, however, the, whatever the Holy Spirit is doing in your life and doing to you and through you. Don't worry about it. Don't overthink it. I want to tell you one of the biggest hindrances to being led by the Holy Spirit is overthinking it. This was one of my biggest setbacks at first when I first stepped out into what God was calling me to do. Because you can ask, listen, I got Angel in here. I've got some of my people that know me for real. I am a textbook overthinker. And if my wife, I know my wife is asleep right now, but if she were awake, I promise you she would start laughing her butt off because it is true. I am a textbook overthinker. And because of that, you can be so busy thinking that you're not being led. You can be so busy thinking that you're not allowing him to do the leading. So I had to learn how to put my intellect and analytical brain to the side and stop overthinking and allow the Holy Spirit to do it. Why? Who watch this. I don't have to overthink it because he already did all the thinking for me. Come on. I don't have to overthink 
He already did. Oh, my God. I feel this, y'all. I don't have to overthink. He already did the thinking for me. He already knows the answer. He already knows what's going to happen. He already knows what's going to take place. He already knows exactly what needs to be done. Watch this. Before he even talks to you about it. Oh, I need some help tonight. Before he even talks to you about it, he's already got the whole thing mapped out. He's already got the whole thing taken care of. He's already got the whole thing set up. All you literally got to do is walk straight through where he tells you to walk through say what he tells you to say pray how he tells you to pray do what he tells you to do and when that happens you will see god you will see the holy spirit begin to do things that you couldn't possibly take credit for this is why i don't this is why i don't touch people very hard at the altar i don't care if you fall or not i care if the lord speaks to you i'm so serious y'all I saw somebody, I think it was Isaiah Saldivar, he posted something. I think I've seen him post it a couple times. Stop pushing people down in the altars. It's disgusting. Listen, you ain't getting no courtesy fall from me. If I don't fall, I don't fall. And the real ones, listen, hey, real people, like they'll be praying, they'll be shaking and, you know, doing their thing. And you don't fall and they just keep it moving. They're not trying to force you down. Bro, if you try to force me out the altar, I got two things for you. It's called left hand, right hand. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You try to push me down at the altar. I got two things for you. It's called left hand, right hand. I'm probably not really going to swing on you, but you know what I mean. This is the point I'm trying to make, guys. Let the Holy Spirit do the power, signs, and wonders. You ain't got it in you to do it. Holy Spirit will lead you in prayer. Romans chapter 8. We know not what we ought to pray. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he prays, he prays the perfect will of the Father. Romans chapter 8. We, not, we know not what we ought to pray, but the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And what does he pray? The perfect will of the Father. This is why I pray in the Spirit so much, guys. I pray in the Spirit so I can be led by the Spirit. I pray in the Spirit so I can be led by the Spirit. Because this is what I've realized about prayer, y'all. I've realized this about prayer. That's why I pray in the spirit so much. Holy Spirit is much better at praying than I'll ever be. If you guys know me, you know I'm passionate about two things. I'm passionate about revival and I'm passionate about prayer. So I can pray in English all day. But I would rather pray in the Holy Spirit because he knows how to pray more than I will ever know how. He's much better at this. Watch this. Holy Spirit is much better at discerning the will of the Father than I am. Holy Spirit is much better at saying what Jesus says than I am. Marcus, how do you know that? Because the Bible says in uh, John chapter 16 that when the Holy Spirit comes, when the Spirit of truth comes, he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. And he will speak only what he hears. Holy Spirit doesn't have a listen. Holy Spirit doesn't have problems like we do. We try, we get in the flesh and we want to say whatever we feel like saying. Holy Spirit don't got that problem, y'all. He only says what he hears from Jesus. This is why I'd rather pray in the Holy Spirit because he's much better at praying than I am. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in your prayer because when that happens, come on, when that happens, things begin to bubble up, visions dreams signs and wonders begin to bubble up and they start to manifest because the holy spirit is praying the perfect will even if you don't quite know what he's saying now you can ask for the interpretation we're not going into prayer languages and how prayer works and praying the holy spirit works at this moment 
But you can ask the Lord for the interpretation and then you can start to pray in English. But let the Holy Spirit lead your prayer and let him lead your life. So I want to say a couple things before we get out of here. I'm almost done. Marcus, how do I, what does it mean? So let me just do this. Marcus, what does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit? It means to allow the Holy Spirit to determine the direction of your life, the direction of your will, the direction of your purpose at every given second and moment. You want to, guys, you want to know why I live in Tampa, Florida? First and foremost, my parents moved here before I was saved. I'm here because God wants me here. Come on. I've lived in different places since I've been saved. I've lived in North Florida. I was there because God told me to go there. I've lived in different, you know, I've lived in a different city in, in my area. Why? Because God told me to go there. I live where I'm living now. Why? Because God told me to go there. I'm at the church that I'm at now. Why? Because God told me to go there. Listen, y'all, if you look at, you look at my entire life, there's not much you can point to where I won't say it was led by the Holy Spirit. If it's a major decision, major decision where I live, Holy Spirit, where I go to church, Holy Spirit. Watch this. Oh, I'm being dead serious too. The people I hang out with, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit led. Come on. I got a great group of people around me. Holy Spirit led. So listen, it means being obedient. Being led by the Holy Spirit means being obedient to when he speaks. Being obedient to what he's saying and what he's doing in your life. Watch this. How to be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you four tips and I'm out of here. How to be led by the Holy Spirit. Number one, commune with the Holy Spirit. How to be led by the Holy Spirit. Commune with him. Dine with him. Spend time with him. So many people. What did Romans 8 say? For those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In order to be led by him, listen, we're already, we're all, it's a fruit. Being led by the Spirit of God is a fruit of being a son. It's natural. It's instinct. So you have to learn, right, how to tap into it at a greater level so that you are in constant awareness of his nearness, his presence, and what he's trying to say and do in your life, right? Commune with, and that happens when you commune with him and you spend time with him in prayer. You spend time talking to him throughout your day. You spend time, the spirit of truth guides you into all truth. And what, watch this. The spirit of truth, John 16 says, will guide you into all truth. What did Jesus say? I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. What's he saying? He will guide you into Jesus, who is the truth. He will guide you into all truth. So you still got to learn how to spend time with him. But here's a great thing. One of my favorite verses when it comes to Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians 13, 14, it says this. May the love of God, the grace of Jesus and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I heard Pastor Vlad from Hungry Generation say this. I think about a year ago, changed my entire life. It says the love of God, grace of Jesus and communion of the Holy Spirit. The word of means origin. So if somebody says, I'm Marcus de France. I'm of France. I'm from France. So when it says the communion of the Holy Spirit, I know y'all like my French accent. When it says the communion of the Holy Spirit, it means that's where the communion um, originates from. Holy, Listen, Holy Spirit initiates communion. 
Holy Spirit initiates relationship. So yes, we are led by him. Why? Because he initiates relationships. He approaches, ooh, I feel this. Holy Spirit approaches us and says, follow him. The same way Jesus did with the disciples, Holy Spirit does with us. None of us in this room, chat room, whatever you want to call it, or listening wherever you're listening from, none of us were here during the time where Jesus walked the earth and physically looked at his disciples, approached them, and said, follow me. None of us have had that experience. But what happens is when we get saved, because what does the Bible say? First Corinthians 12. No one can say that Jesus is Lord unless the Holy Spirit draws them nigh. Holy Spirit approaches and say, follow me into the heart of God. So when second Corinthians 13, 14 says the communion of the Holy Spirit, you've got to understand a part. The first step to being led by him is communing with him. And even that part, God makes it so easy, guys. My God, I feel this. The Lord makes it so easy because he says, you've got to do this. But guess what? You ain't even got to figure out how I'm going to come and get you and you're going to roll with me. My Lord, God is so good. Y'all Y'all better stop playing. My God, communion of the Holy Spirit. So number one, how to be led by the spirit. Number one, commune with the Holy Spirit. Spend time with him. Build your relationship with him. Number two, speak to and with the Holy Spirit. Stop waiting for ooh. Y'all goosebump Christians are going to be led astray if you don't know how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. What are goosebump Christians? The Christians that think that the Holy Spirit only speaks when the hairs on the back of their neck stand up, the hairs on their arms stand up, and they get the shivers and shakes from a prophetic word. You goosebump Christians are going to be led astray. Come on, if you do not know how to heed to the Holy Spirit. Learn how to speak to him. Thank him. Minister to him. Speak to him. And learn how to develop that. Number three, listen to the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 13, we already read this. It said the Holy Spirit said, Holy Spirit will speak to you. And it's up to us to listen. And me and my son, I was literally just talking to my son about this last night. Because my son knows how to hear from God. My son will come up to me and tell me, Dad, I think this. I think this. I hear the Lord saying this. He'll say things about me. And I'm like, oh, snap. This dude is on point. He knows my son knows how to hear from God. Right. But he's young. He's 10 years old. So there's times where he don't really want to pray. He don't really want to be in his word. Amen. I'm not forcing religion on him. You know, we do have some things that we make sure we do every day, um, but we make sure it's, it's fun and it's out of relationship and not religion. Anyway, um, me and my son were having a, a conversation. I said, man, what's the Lord been speaking to you? He said nothing. I said, oh, man, why not? He said, oh, I just haven't been pressing in um, good. He's this way. He said. My son said, oh, I just haven't been pressing in good enough. I said, stop right there. That is wrong. He said, what? I said, the reason why you're not hearing from God has nothing to do with you pressing in hard enough. We don't have to press in hard enough to get him to talk to us. He loves us. He wants to talk to us. He's speaking. We just got to listen. I said, so son, what, what, what you're at the place in your walk with God now where you know how to hear his voice. I Listen, my son, when he wants to hear from God, he knows what to do. He gets alone, he gets in his word, and he starts to pray. And he'll come out of his room with a whole sermon. He'll come out of his room, and he said, Daddy, God told me this, and God told me this, and he said this, this, and this. And, yo, he be saying stuff, y'all, and I'll be like, yo, I'm about to steal this, and I'm about to use it the next time I preach. But uh, I haven't done that. <laughs> I'll be wanting to. I'll be wanting to. But anyway. 
So I said, son, you know how to hear from God, don't you? He's like, yeah. I said, so now your job isn't, your, your job isn't trying to, you know, I said, oh, this is what I said. I said, so what's the answer to that, MJ? He said, I just haven't been pressing in hard enough. And I, so I, I'm not hearing. Him. I said, so what's the answer to that? He said, I just can't do anything but pray and read my Bible all day. I said, wrong again. I said, you're now, now you're at the place where you have got to learn how to hear him throughout your day. I said, buddy, if we're at the store, could you recognize my voice if I was calling you? Yeah. If you were outside playing with your friends, could you recognize my voice if I yelled from half a block down, a block away? Yeah. Your job now is not to try to force yourself to read your Bible 20 hours a day and pray 20 hours a day. Your job now is to open yourself up and say, Holy Spirit, I'm available at any given moment for you to speak to me. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He still speaks. And lastly, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Obey the Holy Spirit. Obey the Holy Spirit. So you commune with him. You speak to him. You listen to him. But listen, here's the thing. When he starts to talk, you got to listen. Everybody thinks, so, listen, I've got so many people that say, oh, I grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, what did you do? Oh, I did this, do sin, this sin, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, that'll grieve the Holy Spirit. What about disobeying him? So many people want a new prophetic word. What about the last time Holy Spirit spoke to you and you didn't listen and now you can't hear his voice? Maybe it's because you ignored the last thing he said. And he's like, well, what else am I supposed to say? If we don't obey the Holy Spirit, there's no need for his leadership in our life. If you're not willing, watch this. If you're not willing to obey the Holy Spirit, there's no need for his leadership in your life. But here's the problem. Romans says those who are led by the spirit. Come on. Come on, Pastor Gio. They're not ready, bro. I need to chill. I'm going to go to bed. Um, those who are led by the spirit are the sons of God. Those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. So if, if, if being led by him is a natural fruit of being a son of him, but we don't want to be led by him. Oh, my God. I'm going to talk now. Don't get mad at me. I'm going to talk now. Are we actually led by him? Come on. Are we actually led by him? It's a question we got to ask ourselves. Are we led by him? My God. Are we led by him? We got to ask ourselves, are we really led by him? So look, I'm going to pray. We're going to get up out of here. But this is what I want to do. Before we pray, I want to just believe that the Lord is speaking and doing something right now. My bad. I exited off like a screen. So, okay, we're good now. Jesus, I believe that even in this moment, before I even start to pray that God wants to speak something to some people, I, this is what I feel. I feel like there's some people that are listening right now live. And maybe it'll apply to some people that are going to be uh, listening later. I feel like there's some people that as I was speaking and preaching tonight, you felt the Lord reminding you of some things he's told you to do that you have refused to do or you've avoided. I feel that strong. I feel like there's some major things, not minor little things. I feel strongly right now. There's some people watching right now on the live where God is reminding you as I've been talking and preaching and teaching. He's reminded you of some things he's told you to do, some major things, and you have ignored or avoided 
and he's bringing them back to life with grace saying, hey, remember we talked about this. Remember we talked, remember I prompted you and you didn't want to do it. You said next year. <laughs> I feel that. You said next year. You said, well, if you do A, B, C, and D, I feel like the Lord is saying, stop giving me alphabets and obey me. I feel it, y'all. Some of y'all have been saying, you know, if you do, Lord, if you do A, B, C, and D, then I'll listen, I'll obey you. I feel like the Lord says, stop giving me alphabets and start trusting me. I just feel that, y'all. So listen, let me just pray, guys, and we're going to get up out of here. Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, lead us. Lead us, Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us into your truth. Lead us and guide us. You are Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of truth. And Jesus is the truth. Lead us into Jesus. Lead us into all truth. Lead us into destiny. Lead us into purpose. Lead us, ooh, lead us into function, Lord. Lead us into what you've called us to do. Lead us in what you've called us to be. Lead us into the man and woman of God that the Lord created us to be. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will, ooh, forgive us, Holy Spirit for ignoring your promptings, for ignoring your unctions, and ignoring the tap. Come on, the tap not on the shoulder, the tap in the spirit when you're trying to get our attention because there's something you want to show us, do and say to us, speak to us. Father, I pray right now, remind us, mm. remind us, Lord, Holy Spirit, remind us of what you've, what you've spoken over us. Remind us of the things you've whispered to us. Every promise, every declaration, every, oh, come on. Every declaration from the throne room, every decree from the throne room. Remind us of it, Lord, and help us to walk in obedience and be led by you and be fed by you. Feed us, Lord. Jesus said in John 4, my food is to do the will of the Father. His food was obedience. Holy Spirit, I pray that we will feed on obedience, that you will speak to us, that you will lead us, mm. and that we will ride the wave of the Holy Spirit. Speak to your people. Speak to your people, Lord. Mm. Holy Spirit, I ask that you awaken dreams and visions in your people. Holy Spirit, I ask right now, that you will begin to bubble up the word in them. Holy Spirit, I ask that right now that you will begin to well within them. And Father, as and oof. Yeah. Holy Spirit, that you will begin to form. Form within them. Form within them who you've created them to be so that they can so that they can begin to operate according to them. And according to you in them. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you so much for watching, listening, wherever you are. I pray this episode bless you. Being led by the Holy Spirit. Episode 19. We will see you next week for episode 20. Man, I'm super excited.